gold star in your corner, they'll be like, oh, little happy faces all over your application. They'll be like, this is great. This is the Work in Sports Podcast. Here's VP of Content and Engage Learning at WorkinSports.com, Brian Clapp. We're going to jump right into things today. I just got off an amazing vacation to Stowe, Vermont, which is a super cool place if you've never been. You like outdoorsy stuff, nature, bike rides, hiking. Incredible place. If you don't like those things, don't bother because, I mean, come on, there's no real point. I've gotten through my inbox of over 400 emails. I am full of energy, jacked up on coffee, and ready to go. So let's get into this question from our awesome audience. I want to help you guys out in every way that I can. Question today comes from Felicia in Seattle. Hey, Brian. I've been listening to your podcast for the past six months, and it is fantastic. Such incredible advice that has served me so well. Your content has helped me gain focus and confidence in my sports career, and you've mentioned many times that we should get focused on specific career goals while in college. I figured it out. Drum roll. I really want to work in sports social media. Now the question for you. Outside of the obvious, what should I focus on to get myself prepared to work in sports social media? Felicia, this is a great question. And I like this idea of jumping into a specific job title and saying, okay, now that you've identified it, what's next? And that's one of those things I've tried to get across a lot is that people come to me and say, hey, I want to work in sports. What should I do? I can't really help you determine that. I can't help. I can't tell you what you should do with your life. I don't know where your interests lie. I don't know where your skills lie. But if you can figure out that fit, where you think you'll fit, I can start to then help you with things that can help you progress and be the most marketable you can for a job in this industry. So this is great because there's a lot of great jobs in sports social media. I totally understand why you'd be into it. And I've interviewed a lot of people that work in that field. Shabazz Khan from the Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, Katie Gian from the uh, Atlanta United FC. These are incredible people doing that job. Matter of fact, I have another one booked. I'm not going to say it now, but in the coming weeks... There's a social media producer coming on from the NFL. You'll want to tune in for it. It's going to be an awesome conversation. But let's get into the specifics a little bit more. There's nothing, you you said don't touch on the stuff that's too obvious. Well, there's really nothing too obvious at this standpoint. I think there's a lot that you can and will learn. Uh, But I want to jump into some of these concepts that may be beyond what you'll pick up in college. Some broader concepts, but also some super specific things that'll help you fit into a possible workplace just that much better and sound that much more impressive in the interview process. The first thing I want to get across is kind of an overarching theme that social media, sports social media in general, is not all about spontaneous creativity. There is this idea, and Felicia, you may have even tempted yourself with this, thinking that I want to work in sports social media because it's super creative. I watch games and just comment on what happens and it's in the moment and there's urgency and I just kind of riff and see how things go. And that may be part of it, but there's a lot more to it than just that. There is a lot more process. There is a lot more setup. There is a lot more conversations about overarching goals and things of that nature and tracking and data and metrics. We're going to get into some of those specifics in this conversation, but I want you thinking that sports social media is a lot more than just being creative in a moment. I mentioned Katie Gian earlier from Alien United FC, and she said to me in, in our interview a couple years ago now, but she said the process they set up and the way that they work as a social media team sets them up to be creative. I'll expand upon that in a second, but I want you thinking this way. It's not just about how spontaneous I can be. It's a lot more than that. Okay. Next thing I would say 
is that curiosity is just as important as creativity. What I mean by that, you guys have heard me say this a million times. If you're competitive and you're curious and you're coachable, you're off to a really good start anywhere in the sports industry. But especially in sports social media, curiosity matters because there's always some new technique, some new idea, some new tool, some new platform. You have to be constantly reading and seeing what's out there, but not just being aware of it. You have to be studying other organizations and teams and see how they're using these tools, how they're using these products, how they may change their messaging. The more curious you can be about learning what's happening out there and figuring out if there's a way to apply it to your overarching sports social media strategy, the better off you will be because it can be very hard if you stay within your own bubble. You need to be following different blog writers out there. You need to be staying up on different magazines and trade magazines and tools, explainers, and and always searching that kind of information out. See what other people are doing and try to tap into how that could fit for you moving forward. Some things you're going to hear and and see and just discard and be like, nah, that doesn't really fit for us. Or that's not really the, the tone we're going for, the persona we're trying to reach. And other things will hit. But either way, you need to keep yourself abreast of everything that's happening out there in sports social media. Okay, I want to hit on this topic now of process leading to creativity. As I mentioned, Katie from Atlanta United FC mentioned this, and I've kept this in the back of my mind for a really long time. And I've actually said it to our team a lot too. A lot of times content creators, creative types, think that process, you know, like the standardized structure of how we do things detracts from their ability to be creative, impulsive, try new things or whatever. And it's actually just the opposite. Now, I would say this too, as a content creator, as somebody that's been in this world for a long time, I used to think that way. When I was a producer at CNN, I used to think all the time, like, uh, you know, don't constrain me. Don't tell me exactly how things need to work. I need to be creative and flow. And that's the mentality that you have a lot of times as a content creator. But in reality, and Katie enlightened me to this, is that having that process as the backbone and the foundation allows you time to be creative. If you don't have process and steps and ways about going, doing things repeatedly, then you're always recreating and that wastes time. It's not efficient. So don't look at process as the enemy. Matter of fact, if you are in an interview process and you are talking to a, a hiring manager, that is going to be music to their ears. They don't want somebody coming in and being like, I'm just going to riff and figure things out. No, they want you to be okay with process. They want you to be okay with structure. And if you can emphasize those things and say that you're, you're comfortable with process and you understand that it frees up creativity, that I'm telling you right now, that'll be like a gold star in your corner. They'll be like, oh, little happy faces all over your application. They'll be like, this is great because most people are uh, against process in these roles. But having that makes me feel more secure. Again, put yourselves in the shoes of the hiring manager. The decision maker for the content team, wherever you may be applying for, has to prove that this is working. And the more that they can align things in process, the more that they can have repeatable processes, work efficiently, and be able to share metrics on why it's working. So be okay with process. Which dovetails perfectly into strategic plans. Again, and I'm, I, I hope you're picking up on this theme. The idea here in sports social media is that it's not just a fun way to communicate. There is a strategy behind it. And the more you can read up on social media strategies and see how organizations present them, my suggestion to you, follow somebody 
in social media who you really admire, who works for a brand. It, it could be with a sports team, but it doesn't have to be. It could be with anybody. And try to understand what they're trying to do with each message. Sometimes it'll be something simple like, I'm trying to be a part of the conversation and I'm, I'm commenting in there because it's, a, it's an ongoing conversation and they can get more eyes on our brand. But other times it may have a purpose for promoting a certain product or emphasizing something that they have developed from a content standpoint, or it could be having thought leadership and really presenting and starting the conversation. So if you can go at this with a broader view and say, I have a broad strategic plan, even write out what you think might be a good strategy for a social media campaign as you're setting up for an interview with a team or organization, you're going to be off to a better start. And again, looking at what other people are doing and trying to understand the reason, what is their why behind each thing that they're doing. Look across all of their platforms, figure out how they use Twitter differently than they use Facebook, differently than they use Instagram, and what their reasoning may be for each moment. Again, there's a lot of different parts in this process. It's not just live tweeting a game. It's a much bigger strategy that has to tie into the business. Remember, all these teams, leagues, organizations, agencies, they're in the business of making money. So this is just one channel for them to emphasize their brand, and they go about it in different ways. Start thinking strategically, and you'll be in a better position. So I will instead ask each candidate to sum up in a single word the best argument for his candidacy. Governor Bush? Strategery. <laughs> okay. Know who you are talking to internally and how to speak to them. I started to briefly talk about this, but I want to get a little bit deeper. So if I am the sports social media manager for the New York Yankees or a sports social content producer for you know, a team, Major League Baseball team, Boston Red Sox, whomever, okay? I have a boss. I have a boss, and that person may think differently than I do. I may be this ultimate creative, come up with these cool ideas type person, and they may be, I need to see the impact it's making, the return on investment, the impressions, the, all the good things that come out of this. Why is this important to me? You have to be able to speak to that audience above you just as much as to the audience around and outside there. You have to be able to articulate why you are doing things. It's a hard thing to do for a lot of people. You know, you hear somebody say social media strategy like I just did, and they'll think like, I'm going to do fun stuff. You got to go deeper than that. And you have to be able to talk in a way, in a language that other stakeholders within your organization will understand. Because it's not just your boss. It's other department heads as well. They want to understand why your creative ideas are valuable. What is the point behind this? How is this driving engagement? How is this increasing revenue? What are we doing here? So you can't just say, I came up with this cool meme. It has to be a broader concept than that. Budgeting and ad buying. Most people approach social media from an organic standpoint. And they say, if I post this, the people will come. If I'm funny, creative, in the moment, I'm from a credible source. People will find it and people will enjoy it. And that's organic reach. You post it, it happens. But a lot of times there are budget thrown to departments in social media to pay to boost, to sponsor, to increase the reach of a post. Facebook has massive algorithms for display ads and different ways of pre presenting information, boosting posts. 
understand these processes in each platform. LinkedIn has boost post ability and you can sponsor ads. You can sponsor posts. Facebook does. Twitter does. That's, that's how they're generating revenue, right? Think about it from their brand perspective. They're trying to generate revenue too. So they're charging you in order to expand your reach. But there's a lot that goes into targeting and you know understanding your, your cost per click and budgeting and setting time campaigns and being able to do UTM so you can track certain results. Again, know the business of social media. It's so much bigger than just the creative side. Network across and outside of sports. So across, what do I mean by that? Most people think of networking as something you do vertically. Most people think of networking as I'm going to get to know somebody a step ahead of me or two steps ahead of me because that's going to benefit me when I'm looking for a new position or whatever. I think you need to approach networking differently and you have to network across more often than you network above. So why? I'll give you an example. When I started at CNN Sports Illustrated, there were about 200 of us working with that, in that department. And over time, people left, moved on to different organizations, moved on, you know, different, different things changed. I started with about 30 people at my level. All of us ended up going to different places. Those are my best contacts in the industry. Those are the best people I've ever worked with, best people I know. They're working at some of the best businesses out there. I networked across. It's just as important to network with the people I'm around or that are at my level. So what I'm telling you is if you're in social media, if you want to be in social media, start networking with other people who are entry level in social media and start to understand what they're doing. Form your own community. Have conversations. Talk about what's working and what's not working. Share ideas. When I talked to Shabazz Khan from the Minnesota Timberwolves, he was effusive in saying that there are like NBA groups in social media that they don't view themselves as competitors. They view themselves as fellow assets and helping each other. What I would also add to that though, other than just networking across is network outside of sports. Look at other brands that you like. If you think the social media account for Taco Bell or Nordstrom or some other brand out there is doing an amazing job, connect with those people, start to form a dialogue there, ask them certain questions about what they're doing and why, observe their work, and that can really start to expand your, uh, your, your process. When you talk to people who are marketing or doing social media in a different industry, That is a really powerful conversation because you're going to see different things. They come and look at what sports teams do and learn. You go there and learn too because they might have a totally different approach than you've ever thought of and you can start to apply some of that knowledge. I think that can be very powerful. Okay, here's one that is more about your personality. Be willing to be the expert at your organization. Now, what I mean by that is confidence matters. If you are a young person who grew up with social media, and you may have a boss who is like me, a little bit older, who didn't grow up with social media, they are going to look to you for advice a lot of times. They should, right? A good manager will. And they will look to you and say, what do you think we should do here? Or do you think this channel is worth us investing time in? You have to be willing to be that expert. And that's hard for somebody young and starting out. But you're being relied upon because you know these systems really well. Somebody like me who didn't grow up in social media but has worked in social media for a long time, I have my opinions. But I will go to our staff a lot. Like I just had one of our staff members say, hey, 
you know what? I think there's an opportunity here we can take advantage of in TikTok. And I said, great, let's figure out how. I want a full strategy from you. So I'm allowing them to be the expert in this case because they know more about TikTok than I do. And that's okay. But you have to be willing to take that opportunity as well. You have to be willing and able to say, I'm confident enough to be the expert in this thing because yeah, I do know it. So be willing to be that expert, that confidence matters and you can project that out. Doesn't mean know it all. It means you have to be willing to step up and say, I can put together a strategy for why this makes sense to us because I do know this platform and I do feel strongly about it. That's okay. Track real results. Get good at tracking metrics. Go through and read. I don't care if you read 100 articles today or sometime soon about the most important metrics for social media. Learn how to get that information and track that information. The language, the love language of your managers and decision makers within your organization will be numbers, data, metrics. The more you can start to calculate that information, the more you can start to share what is the impact of what you are doing, the better off you will be in your career. If you start out that way, being able to show data, pull data, give examples of what's working, you will be in a much stronger position and a better place for your career. And the last two things I'm going to talk about, I'm going to show you join them together, but um, have a why behind your choices. You are going to make decisions. Have a good reason why. I'll go back to the TikTok example earlier. You can't go to your boss or some other decision maker within the company and say, I think we should be on TikTok. You have to bring a full plan. Well, why? Who's the audience that's there? How would we create it? Who would be in charge of the messaging? Do we need to storyboard this? Are there scripts we need to do? What's our repetition? How often are we posting there? What's our goal? How are we going to measure the goal? You have to go with a complete plan. Have a why behind everything you're doing, not just, I think it would be cool to be on Snapchat. Have a full plan. Think holistically on how this is going to impact the business and be ready to present in that fashion. So have a complete thought. Explain to me, why should we be on TikTok rather than YouTube shorts? Can we multitask? Can we do reproduce, put something there and repurpose it somewhere else? Have a fully thought out plan. And again, you'll be in a much better position. Final one I'm going to bring up today because I'm trying to dive deep into sports social media and how you can make an impact there. Master the tools. If you go back and listen to my interview with Eric Stark from Slate, super cool tool they have for social media. If you master Hootsuite and budgeting tools and you know Photoshop and uh, Premiere Pro and a lot of other tools that can help for social media, there's hundreds of them out there. Your company might not have them all, but what you'll find is most tools are variations on a theme. There'll be a suite of scheduling tools. And if you know Hootsuite, you'll know TweetDeck and others. And if you know Premiere Pro, you'll know Final Cut Pro and others because they're all pretty similar. If you know, you know, Meet Edgar is one and Slate's another one. And some of these programs are subtle variations, but they are important for efficiency and how you will work. And the more you can have a working knowledge of some of these processes and systems, and this goes back to being curious as well, the more you can be aligned with those products, the better off you will be in the long run. So again, sports social media is a lot bigger than just being creative. It's a lot bigger than coming up with a a cool meme and sharing it. You have to be strategic. You have to have a process. You have to think about your why often. You have to track metrics. And there's a lot more into it that we just talked about. If you can start to focus in that way, Felicia, I think you'll find that getting into sports social media 
will feel like a business job in sports rather than just a content creation job. So if you can meld those two things, creative and business process, you will be super powerful in this industry and anybody listening who wants to work in sports social media. So please do these things and you're going to feel really good and confident in your interview process. Coming up on Wednesday, Gary Belsky, the former editor-in-chief of ESPN, the magazine. Incredible conversation. We touched on a lot of really big trends in sports business. So make sure you tune in for that on Wednesday. Thank you for listening, everybody, and for continuing to be a part of our community. Always great to talk to all of you. 